It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Shut up, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. All that is true. 6.55 here on the Blitz 1170, as we say every morning. Wow, that first hour went fast, and it did. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. we got another text here at 918-262-5072, our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, as we were talking about Mike Boynton's deal, and said, how do you get that big a buyout? Well, I mean, it's just in his contract. It's one of the things mm-hmm. people negotiate, and you don't know whether the school said, you know what, here's what we're thinking, or you don't know if his agent said, here's what we want. And you don't know where they started and where they met, but it's just, I mean, everybody has a buyout. It just depends on how big that is these days. I think that's the thing is, you know, ultimately he, he got a, an extension that he deserved at the time mm-hmm. with the, after the Cade Cunningham season and finishing top 15 in the country. And, you know, that's where he, that's what leads you to situations that you're in right now. Yeah, it, it does, <laughs> right. And they, that gets you those kinds of extension. It gets you those mm-hmm. kinds of deals, gets you those kind of buyouts. Yeah. <clears throat> is it, is it, um, is it dangerous? Probably, especially after a one-year deal when you had the one-and-done best player. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that you really should temper everything you do based on that. Hey, this was great. It was great because of yeah, you did a nice job. It's great because of that guy, Cade Cunningham. Yeah. He's going to leave. Now what? What your hope is, okay, we get one of those guys every year, but that's not going to happen. I mean, right. Duke doesn't have his eye on every year, and even that didn't turn into a title for him. No. So it's not. So, I mean, I think this also falls partially to ADs around the country who should probably do a better job of evaluating these things. Having said that, the instant you don't give them what they want, Team X does. It's it's amazing how how quickly that can flip to either side. Uh, oh yeah. Because when you think about what, what was the one thing that OSU uh, really struggled with and their previous coach from two coaches before – giving Travis Ford a giant max mm-hmm. contract after one season because they were afraid of Kentucky. And so that was, you know, a big problem that was hanging over their head for so long. When Mike Boynton got that extension, that seemed about right, right? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a mega contract. And yet still, how quickly it can put you right back in the same situation where you're staring at a buyout issue. Yep. And again, like you said, if you don't pursue that, then you could possibly leave a, a really good up-and-coming coach. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's tough. And if you do, and then he do, it goes and recreates that somewhere else, then you're the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, right. literally, that's the case. So you're, I mean, you are going off everything you know, basing it on every fact you know, but there's got to be some feel in there, too. Mm-hmm. And the same texter just texted back and said, well, why? What did he do? What has he done? Well, he did do that. He recruited Cunningham. He got him there. He had a top 15 finish. They looked to be climbing again. And remember, this is coming off a time at Oklahoma State basketball that people want to forget. Yeah. And that is something, to me, that has something to do with it, too. Because as much as you might like Sean Sutton and that whole thing, and then, you know, that ended poorly and mm-hmm. Travis Ford didn't end well, even though he, again, you said, you know, he got a nice contract and had his moments. That still at the end felt really like sandpaper to me. It didn't feel yeah. like, you know, a nice parting, if you will. So if you think of all the things that had been Oklahoma State basketball following Eddie Sutton, and that's what everybody wanted. Was that right. again? And you follow that with not so good and a little bit of scandal. And then a guy who, you know, in Travis Ford that some people love, some people hated, but he was definitely, there was no gray area on the dude. Yeah. And did he do a good job at times? Yes. Did he do not as good a job at times? Yes. I mean, that's how coaches are. But you were following a time when I think Oklahoma State basketball was so desirous of being good again, consistently mm-hmm. good again, that maybe that played into it too. 
I, I think that did. I mean, again, like as poorly as the Sutton era ended, I think the cult. <laughs> I, was, I use the culture word there, but still, it mattered at that time of the expectations of OSU basketball at the time, right? And I think that played against Travis Ford a little bit because, like our texter said, you know, a lot of OSU fans are going, we, we ran at Travis Ford out of town after he made the NCAA tournament five mm-hmm. times out exactly. of eight years. Yep. You know, and so a uh, part of that is that the expectations, I think, have withered a little bit maybe mm-hmm. with with OSU basketball well, which is what we got now maybe also you know reaching for a little bit you know cuz of what you want as opposed to what you're going to have yeah you know there's part of that as well and you know it's again the texture right back did he make the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. well Boynton did yeah. one time one time right and and you know with the best pl- with the, with the number best one player, player in the basketball draft. <laughs> right with the guy who went number 1 who was in the lottery and there have been other coaches who have had that kind of thing happen and they they you know going up the ladder but there've been others who didn't didn't follow that up as well so yeah he did have that moment and nowadays you know and again I've I told this story before but when Doug Wojcik was let go at Tulsa one of the things he sat when he was sitting with Bubba Cunningham at the time the athletic director and this just kind of shows you the thought difference between ADs and coaches, some coaches, because not everybody's yeah. like Doug. And, and, you know, Bubba was, you know, hey, we need to be making tournaments, which Tulsa had done consistently from, you know, Nolan when they won the NIT. wasn't the NCAA. I get it. But they won the NIT and then through Bill and through Tubby and you name it, right? And then it won another NIT with Buzz. So, I mean, they had been had a history of being in tournaments and winning tournaments that started with an N. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and not the, not a C, which, you know, ugh. anyway. Where's that banner? Yeah. Well, you know, anyway. Um, so, you know, as they were sitting there, Doug says, and I know this personally because I was told this by Doug. He's, he told me, you know, so I asked Bubba, how many times do you think I should make the tournament in 10 years? And Bubba said, I don't know, five out of 10. And Doug was offended. He said, well, at this place, if we make it two out of 10, it's a success. Well, you're not coming off two out of 10. No. You know, that's not what you're following. Yeah. You're following the guys who, you know, I mean, yeah, Buzz was a quick one and out and he wins the NIT. But you're following guys but, who but that made, was coming in a year where you were supposed to go to the NCAA tournament again, yes, you know, and it's like, right. oh, yeah, we just won the NIT. Like something to kind of brush off, basically. Well, like, that's then, the level that you're at. Yeah. And then you have you got a seven foot two Jamaican center who's really skilled. And you got Ben oh, Uzo and you, yeah, yeah. you got Ben Uzo and you got Justin Wright and you got Glenn Andrews and you got guys who can you got you got players. And what do you do? Well, you you really become a four corners offense <laughs> and hedge off ball screens and practice all day, and you play okay. You know, mm. make a couple of surprise tournament finals in the in the in the old Conference USA, and then under Danny Manning, yeah. actually win one down in El Paso. Yeah. But I mean, that's you know, one coach will think, hey, two out of ten is a real success. When an AD is not thinking that way, nope, not at a place that's that has a history of that success. So and that's that's yeah. To me, that's part of the whole thing. And Gary Ann had not couldn't help herself. She texted back one more time and said, "Hey, there's no effort at all." She's talking about Arkansas basketball. No effort at all. They stand around an offense. They have no inside game. It's baffling. Uh, very nice. She says, "Praying for your family, especially Lindsay, because we're going through some really difficult times." Thank you, Gary Ann. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so that is what we're looking at. Right? And uh, the, the texter again, who's asking about Boynton, says, "Well, except Mosier's not made an NCAA OU. He's not, but he's no, he's." You're three. Yeah. I mean, come on. And, and doing pretty doing really well. right now. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, short of uh, terrible injuries or a collapse in the last part of the year, which can happen in a grind like the Big 12, 
my guess is he's got a really good chance to make that this year. So I think you do have to wait more than three years and give the guy a chance. All right, 702 here in the Blitz 1170. We got all these interactions, so we've been busy doing those things. And you can interact on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Let us know what you think. And what, you know, here's a good question, I mean, as I just asked. In your mind, whether you're a fan of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, ORU, whatever, and let me know when you text, what is a realistic number of times your team should make the NCAA tournament in, say, 10 years? Are you happy with two? Are you happy with five? Is I mean, if you're at Duke and Kentucky and places like that, it better be 10 out of 10. But how do you feel about your teams? And, you know, we don't have, I don't think, quite the same expectations for basketball as we do for football in our state. And no. that might not be fair, and it's just the way I, it's how I feel. I, I get that. And and maybe that's wrong, and, and maybe we should have the same expectations. But what do you think for your team? And so tell me who your team is, and then what's a realistic number of times you make the tournament? And let's say the NCAA tournament. And if, if, you, you know, if you're happy with the NIT, which is a good tournament still, then that's fine. Let me know that, too, at 918-262-5072. In the meantime, it's time for us to do this. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, January 25th, 1894, Jim Corbett knocks out Charlie Mitchell in the third round to retain the world heavyweight title. 1924, first Winter Olympic Games open in France. 1960, Wilt Chamberlain of the Philadelphia Warriors sets a record for rookies with 58 points and a 20 and a 127 to 117 triumph over the Detroit Pistons. Chamberlain also grabs 42 rebounds. 1972, Eddie Woods of Oral Roberts grabs 30 rebounds and a 109 to 95 victory over Louisiana Tech. 1980, Dutch government demands boycott of the Olympics. 1981, Jim Plunkett's two first quarter touchdown passes, including a Super Bowl record 80-yard strike to running back Kenny King. Leads the Oakland Raiders to a 27-10 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. 1987, the New York Giants won the Super Bowl with a 39-20 route of the Denver Broncos. The Giants trailed 10-9 at halftime, scored 30 points in the second half to set a Super Bowl record. Phil Simms completes a record 10 straight passes and 22 of 25 attempts overall. 1987, the 75th Australian Men's Open Tennis. Stefan Edberg of Sweden wins the second career Grand Slam title and second Australian title beats hometown favorite Pat Cash. 1988, longest winning, winless streak in Toronto Maple Leaf history as they lose 15 games. 1989, Michael Jordan scores his 10,000th NBA point in his fifth season. 1989, New York Yankees owner George Steinbrenner means with, means, meets with Pope John Paul II. 1991, Brett Hull scores two goals to become the third player in NHL history to score 50 goals in less than 50 games. Hull adds two assists to lead the St. Louis Blues to a 9-4 route of the Detroit Red Wings. 1998, Spice Girl Victoria Beckham and soccer player David Beckham get engaged. Also 1998, Super Bowl 32, John Elway and the Denver Broncos win a Super Bowl for themselves and the AFC by beating the Green Bay Packers 31-24. Terrell Davis, selected the MVP, rushes for 157 yards, scores on three one-yard touchdown runs, including the winner with 145 left in the game. 1999, after an inquiry into a corruption scandal, six International Olympic Committee members are expelled. 2003, Serena Williams survives an error-filled match to beat elder sister Venus 7-6 and 4, 3-6 and 6-4 to win the Australian Open for her fourth straight major championship. 2005, 
agreeing to a four-year, $52 million contract. First baseman Carlos Delgado joins the Florida Marlins. The deal stops the intense bidding war between the Marlins, Mets, Orioles, and the Rangers for the coveted free agent. 2014, Dodger Stadium becomes the latest ballpark to host an outdoor National Hockey League game. The Anaheim Ducks shut out the Los Angeles Kings 3 to nothing in a local derby. 2015, Mike Krzyzewski earns his 1,000th career win, making him the first NCAA Division I's men's coach to reach the milestone when number 5 Dukes surges past St. John's for a 77-68 victory at Madison Square Garden. And 2020, Gene Corrigan, American lacrosse player, coach and college athletics administrator, president of the NCAA from 95 to 97, passes away at the age of 91. Birthdays today, January 25, 1942, Carl Eller, Hall of Fame Vikings defensive end. 1959, Mark Duper, former Dolphins wide receiver. 1962, Chris Chilios, Hall of Fame Blackhawks and Red Wings defenseman. 1964, Alan Pinkett, former, former Oilers running back. 1985, Patrick Willis, former 49ers linebacker. 1985, Danny Woodhead, former Chargers and Patriots running back. 1990, Lance Dunbar, former Cowboys running back. And 1998, Michael Jordan, the Bengals guard, of course. That's This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. 707 on the Blitz 1170. Thanks for the text. We're getting those at the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Our question's pretty simple. You're a basketball team, whoever that is. You'd need to tell me which team it is and what is a rec- what is a reasonable amount of times they should go to the NCAA tournament in, say, a 10-year period. We'll let you know what some people are texting. You let us know, too, 918-262-5072. I think it's a – we can guess what your thoughts are. We'd really rather know. Let us know and text us at 918-262-5072. In the meantime, not sports right now. A palate cleanser, as Jeremy Popham likes to say, the things that are not. Are you a Bob Dylan fan? No. <laughs> and it's nothing against Bob Dylan. I just don't really listen to Bob Dylan. It's another, but that's another one of those guys. I mean, you, it can be like your sports team. There's no gray area with Bob Dylan. Well, his archives, of course, are at the University of Tulsa. We've got the Bob Dylan Center about a block from us. Yeah, but it's either a yes or no, right? It is absolutely a yes or no. And I will admit he's a brilliant writer, but when it comes to singing, I can't do it either. But his uh, never-ending tour is going to continue. He's going to continue his tour in 2024. He will come as close as Dallas. If you are a big old fan, and you know, considering that the archives are here and considering that the center is here, why doesn't he come here? Yeah. <laughs> and he's not playing in the world's biggest arenas, but you know, you play it, you know, downtown here and mm-hmm. yeah. play, uh, you I mean, you could play at the convention center. Certainly you could play it to be okay. But if you don't want to book that monster arena, then you could play over here at the Tulsa theater, you know, mm-hmm. the formerly the Brady, you could play over there. I mean, there are a lot of good play. You play Canes. I mean, a lot of good places you could come. So with considering all the Bob Dylan stuff that's here, love to have him come through just for the people who do like him. For sure. I've been to the center, and it is really cool. Uh, the Bob Dylan Center is, is really cool. Even if you don't like his music, there's so much there's so much about just music in there. And again, he, in my opinion, is a tremendous writer. But that that will continue if you're looking for a concert. Uh, there's He's not the only one. i got a couple more of those. We'll get them in a moment. Um, there's a new camera out, or it's a filter for a camera that will allow you to see the world the way animals do. Hmm. Now, that's that's an interesting quote, right? Well, humans have sharper vision than most animals. Mm-hmm. And most species see colors differently because of the photoreceptors in their eyes. Now, birds can see ultraviolet light, and we can't. That kind of okay. thing. Now, how scientists, I never understood this part, who talked to a dog or a bird and found out what they can and can't see? Well, obviously, they have scientific ways to figure that out, I'm assuming. Yeah. And maybe autopsy ways. I don't know, and I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I just know that if you want this new thing, you can actually get it. Um, 
It's published, the story about it's published in something called a PLOS Biology Journal. So if you like to find it, you might be able to find it there. And I've seen a couple of the um, pictures that they take with it, and they show you what the what the animal's view would be and what a human's view would be. And it is pretty interesting. So if you've ever All thought, right. how does my dog really see me? There you go. Let's see this world of gray, why yeah. don't we? Well, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. It's just sometimes the different colors and some things that you can't see, like we can't see that they can, right? Mm. Well, I want them to do the thing with the, the hearing, where I, you know, can hear what dogs hear. Oh, yeah. You know, because they can hear those high-pitched things that we can't. What does that whistle really sound like? Yeah, I don't know. I know this. I ended up at a (laughs) Disney Channel 10-year, the Disney Channel Radio's 10-year celebration (laughs) was, and this has been a long time ago, it was in Dallas. It was the same night Tulsa played at SMU during the day. Delaney had to be, my youngest, had to be 10, maybe, at the time. So we go down there to the game and surprise her and take her to that. Who's on that docket? The Jonas Brothers. Sweet. Uh, Miley Cyrus, who was at that nice. time, you know. In Hannah a, Montana in, and all he that. He was Hannah Montana, right. Um, Allie and AJ, who were still touring together. Yeah. There were several uh, who at the time, and are now big people, right, or stars or whatever, who were on that. I heard that sound that night because when you get eight to about 12-year-old girls <laughs> filling an arena, screaming at their high pitch, I swear that's what dogs hear. It broke a new barrier. <laughs> I swear it is what dogs hear. It's a fantastic time, a lot of fun. She had a great time, and it was a, it's a great memory. All right, some other not sports. Well, this was kind of sports. Did you? <laughs> there are a lot of things you could get DQ'd for if you're running a marathon. A lot. You could steal a number. You know, we know at one time you couldn't, women couldn't run in the Boston Marathon, and Miss Switzer jumped in and ran, and they grabbed her and drug her out of there. So, I mean, there's, there are a lot of things you'd be DQ'd for cheating. Yeah. But a Chinese marathon runner who ran a pretty interesting and good time was DQ'd for chain smoking the entire time. He smoked through the entire race, 26.2 miles running. He's a 52-year-old. He's got an, and they call him Uncle Chin. Mm-hmm. I, I am going to be able to say his name. He finished the marathon in three and a half hours while smoking the whole time. Wanted to make a point to his doctor? I or? don't know if that's the case or he just couldn't not do it. I don't mm-hmm. have any idea. But once he finished, <laughs> the, the official said, you can't do that. Well, he's already <laughs> done that. So they DQ'd him. Show me the rule. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I would say. So if you want to talk about impressive, dude, chain smoke through an entire <laughs> three and a half hours is all it took. I couldn't drive it in three and a half hours, and he finished it in saying so I'll go all his way through it. All right, if you have flown on uh, a couple of different kinds of airplanes lately, then you understand there are times you can clench a little. After the 737 MAX 8 problems, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, when they were grounded for a long time and it was all software, which to me is scarier than equipment problems. That just means some gremlin in the computer somewhere wants to kill a whole bunch of people, and it can. And you got yeah. to take your time to figure it out. Well, they finally figured it out, and they, you know, it took how long did it take? It was what eighteen months. It was a long time. Yeah. And then they finally said, "Okay, fine, they're fine." Well, the first time you get on one of those after that, which it was Lindsay and I going to Durham to see the doctors at Duke, and you know, you open the little thing in front of you because me, I recognize a seven thirty-seven, but I don't know which version it is. Open the little folder. Oh, I'm on a 737 Max 8. Thank you. Oh, good. Glad well, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's just super. Uh, at this point, though, the 737 Max 9s are the ones that had the problem with, like, the door that blew out. 
Mm. Well, now Alaska Airlines took a look at all their 737 MAX 9s and said many of those planes had loose bolts, just like the plane whose door went boom. And I saw video yesterday of the door, of the space as they were landing. I mean, not the door blowing, but it was some passenger still on the plane was taking video as they were landing with a big hole in the side of the plane. (laughs) Now, you got to say, thank God that the construction of the plane is good enough that when the door blew out, it didn't just separate and, you know, the plane didn't break in half and fall. But the the CEO of Alaska Airlines, his name is Ben Minichucci, just ripped Boeing for apparently not having strong structural integrity to those and not having the guidelines to follow it up. So those MAX 9s um, in many places are being, well, they're all being inspected. But if you've flown on one lately or you get on one again, all I'm saying is, sorry, but that's not good when you start finding nope. those kinds of things. Uh, Billy Joel, I mentioned earlier about um, about Bob Dylan. Billy Joel is going to perform at the 2024 Grammys. We talked about he's got new music for the first time in 31 years. My wife was really excited to hear about that. And if you want to watch, he will be talking about or performing some of the Turn the Lights Back on uh, as he gets after it and, and performs at the Grammys in 2024, if you'd like to see that. All right, what else? Um, oh, birthdays. You know, there's really not a ton today. Uh, if you look down the list here, blah, 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 blah. Dinah Manoff is the only, one of the only ones I recognize. She's from Greece a long time ago. And you might recognize her too. She was on Soap, which I, Soap was an. If you've never heard of Soap, it was a quote unquote soap opera, <laughs> yeah. But it was a sitcom, is what it was. And Billy Crystal, when he looks like he was about twelve years old, mm. it was his first big role in anything. And Billy Crystal was in Soap, which was again a long time ago, is one of the yeah. kind of first sitcoms, if you will. Anyway, she was in that. She was in Empty Nest, which some people might recognize. Uh, Ariana DeBose from Hamilton and West Side Story. Alicia Keys. Is 43 okay. today when it comes to music. Um, uh, Callum Hood from Five Seconds of Summer. Again, you got to be young on that nice. one. Uh, Mark Odom from Jars of Clay. Odmark, pardon me, from Jars of Clay. Some of the guys who are some of the people having birthdays today. That's not sports here on the Blitz 1170 at 716. I'm Rick Corey. That is Bryce Hulse. Our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line is 918-262-5072. In about 15 minutes, we'll have Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. In the meantime, let me tell you about the folks at Overhead Door Company of Tulsa's Commercial Division and your opportunity right now to have a service contract done with them when the weather's good. See, when the weather's really bad and your door finally stops working or it's leaking horrendously or it's just too doggone cold in the warehouse because it's not sealed right or it's not insulated, that's not the good time to call. I mean, you can, and they'll take care of you. However, the good time to get a service contract with Overhead Door Company of Tulsa Commercial Division is now. Now, when that's not happening, do what the city of Tulsa has done for police and fire departments. Do what Amazon, for goodness sake, with all those doors has done is picking someone with five decades of experience in commercial doors and then using them to be the one who comes out and fixes things when it has to happen. If a storm damages a door on a fire department or a police department, they're the ones there to fix it to make sure we can be protected. Somebody ran an airplane into a hangar door at the airport a few years ago. Who'd they call? Overhead Door Company, Tulsa. Why? Nobody else could do that. The repair was 60 feet in the air. But they have the experience, the equipment, and what it takes to get that done. If you need it replaced, that part's a no-brainer. You don't want to hire someone to come out and put a, quote, regular garage door, if you will, on your business. It just won't work. And the openers are not built to take that. Plus, as I said, you're protecting stock, you're protecting you're protecting employees. Make sure it doesn't leak. Have them fix seals. Have them do alignments. Have them you know, insulate the thing. And if you need it replaced, replace it. 
Frank Sanders Jr. and his team are the best there ever was. They did it on my scuba business. Could not be happier. You still almost can't hear the thing go up and down. I'm so happy. And by the way, if you get those little creaks and things like that and groans, ask them. They'll look. And they'll take care of it for you. They sent two guys out to my house. They sat and literally opened and closed the door multiple times because my garage and my scuba business are adjacent. And he would listen, and then he'd say, all right, close it. And he'd walk over, and he'd adjust something. And he'd walk back to the middle, and he'd tell his, his son was with him, open it again. They'd open it, and he'd say, okay, close it. And he'd walk back over and adjust something. He knew where everything was to change. He knew where everything was to fix with every sound. And when they left, it didn't make any noise other than you could hear the motor on the opener. It's that good. Go to overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com. That's overheaddoorcompanytulsa.com, and then simply click on commercial. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls lost a heartbreaker to Cincinnati 58-56 after a steal and layup in the final seconds for the Bearcats sealed the deal. The Cowgirls shot just 34% from the field. True freshman Staley Hurd led all scorers with 14 points and 11 rebounds, her second career double-double. The Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset 10th-ranked Texas in Austin, 91-87. Lexi Keys had 15 points for the Sooners. OU had just nine turnovers, half their season average. They'll host KU Saturday at 6 o'clock. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane women's team has emerged as, as a serious AAC title contender after their 70-65 victory over Rice. Tulsa saw a 19-point lead disappear but were able to hold on. Delaney Crawford scored 26 for the Golden Hurricane. Tamira Poindexter added 22 and 8 rebounds. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Many of you have done that already today. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Thank you for doing it. We are in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. By the way, the Oilers have Star Wars night tomorrow night. First thousand fans get a free space sword. Uh, the opponent will be the Idaho Steelheads. Then on Saturday, and this is really cool, first thousand kids get a free youth jersey at Scooby-Doo night. And I've seen the Scooby-Doo jersey, and it's fantastic. I wanted to buy the adult version, but yeah. <laughs> hockey sweaters are a little expensive. But it's really nice. And then on Family Fun Day on Sunday, of course, you get a chance to skate with the players on the ice after the game. We call it Sunday Fun Day. It's from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. All right, we've got to get to this Kelsey thing. The Kelsey brothers have a podcast. And yesterday, they covered <laughs> Jason and his experience in Buffalo. Now, I've had to bleep a couple of things from Travis. <laughs> But I've also, full disclosure, I've edited this some because the original, it's like 25 minutes long. So I've edited it down to them talking about him being out, Jason being out at the tailgate. And then, of course, the whole shirt off, jumping in and out of the uh, luxury suite. So here's that moment, or here are those moments, if you will, from Jason and Travis Kelsey. We got to talk about it, bud. Talk about what? You taking on Buffalo. (laughs) Taking on Buffalo? You were damn near one with Bill's Mafia. You You were taking in Buffalo. I'm not taking on anything. Taking it in. How was it, man? It was uh, incredible. I mean, honestly, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had from start to finish. It was the Buffalo, Bill's Mafia. I do, it's incredible. Well, here's what happened. I wanted to take my shirt out at the, off at the tailgate. And because we kind of got pushed back on the tailgate front, I didn't get to have my shirt off out there. And then when I entered the box, I noticed, hey, I can jump out of this box and I'll be outside. 
And if I take my shirt off, then I'm outside and I'm part of the Buffalo Bills pageantry. And um, it just, I don't, dude, it was something about the entire day. I got caught up in the magic of Bills Mafia. It is, it is electric. Everybody's dude, was... the energy, uh, the shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you, I got to have my shirt off at some point. And I didn't yeah. get to do it beforehand. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, and I can't just take my shirt off in the box. Like, who takes your shirt off on a box? It's heated. Like, you're not really doing it. Now you're, you're just having your shirt off in a, yeah. yeah of course you are. Yeah. Real cool. So I'm like, that's, you know what? So I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of this box. So then I'm out of the box and I have my shirt off. And then I can be like my Buffalo Bills Mafia, like, compadres. I had no that's, idea. This is how this my mind works on, after 40 Miller Lights. I had to shout at who knows what the f- out yeah, of the bowling yeah, ball. That's right. That's right. Well, let's get to more of you during the game. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chucking a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. That's correct. This is all accurate. I watched this and it was pure pandemonium. I'm not gonna lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. I, the moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. she said, Jason, don't you dare. And I like, hey, See, I'm thinking, you know I'm thinking it's like, I'm that, not asking uh, for permission. I'm doing this. <laughs> Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f- stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. So she's like, do not this is be hilarious. on your best behavior. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I I can just build from that that point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's classic? Oh, man. Well, Tay says she absolutely loved you. So, (laughs) well, I felt like it was a scene out of old school where Will Ferrell's running. Dude, I got so many of those. We're going streaky. If if some of these Bills Mafia would have said we're going streaking, I would have I, I was full in on the Bills Mafia. I would have been right there with you. You would have been running down was the f- block like Blink One Eighty Two. All the small things. I just I don't know. I just got so caught up in the, everything. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> All right, that's about three uh, minutes and 12 seconds of that 25-minute podcast, bleeped occasionally, mm-hmm. as uh, Travis got spicy in a couple of places. But how do you not love Jason Kelsey? He's so it, perfect. And he's talking about Kylie. That's his wife. I told hey, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm asking for permission. I'm just yeah. going to do it. And then the, the, the two of them, who seem to really, really like each other and family, which is not always the case— and then him saying, "Oh, Tay loved you." I mean, this, this whole yeah, thing. Tay, you know. Oh, this whole not thing. Taylor. Tay. When's the first Lifetime or Hallmark movie about this? Or when's the big movie about this? Come on. And if these two, if you know, if if Swelsey continues, and this becomes a thing, I mean, an ongoing thing, it's got to be something about it, right? And yeah. and you know, hey, it's today, and we don't know how things are going to end, but. Something's going to happen. It's got to happen. Oh, yeah. you got to get movie rights to that. I would think so. I I love their strategy because I think one of the old sayings is how rock bottom is a good surface to build on. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, the first time I met you, Kylie, I was was blackout drunk at a bar. So Mm -hmm. it's like you you got to make the expectations really low and then just build on top of that. Just remember my motto. Start slow, then taper off. Mm -hmm. 729 on the Blitz 1170. Ryan Aber, our OU Insider, next here. If you'd like to text a question to him, 918-262-5072. It's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line.
In the meantime, here at 730, I want to tell you, you are running out of time rapidly to be a part of Triad Eye Institute's $3,600 LASIK special. It's only running until the end of this month, and it was only supposed to go until the end of December, but they had a big old backup, and they said we're going to extend it. I have been told, though, multiple times, it will not go past the end of January. February 1, LASIK becomes more expensive. Now, having said that, yeah, I'm sure there'll be specials in 24. I just don't know how much they're going to be. They might, you know, there might still be a special, and it still might be more than $3,600. The point is, right now you have the advantage. All right, year's underway. Your insurance is, is all squared away. Here we go. Get a free screening at any Triad location, and you can find them all at triadi.com. You can ask about 0% financing, which makes it an even better deal. Dr. Ryan Conley, a fellowship-trained cornea expert, will do your surgery here in Tulsa. You get the screenings all over Oklahoma, but the surgery is here because the best laser in the world is here, and the best doctor, for that matter. I've had surgery there, easy, simple, painless. I'm telling you, if you really hate wearing contacts and glasses, if that's a part of the day that you dread, you can get out of it. You can see your spring. You can see your summer. You can do that. Go forward. Quick, easy healing. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Go 918-252-2020. It's 918-252-2020. And you too can see more 2024 with Triad Eye Institute. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder were big winners over San Antonio last night, 140-114. It was a battle of the bigs. Chet Holmgren had 17 points and 9 rebounds for the Thunder. Victor Wimanyama had 24-12 and 12 for the Spurs. Also, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 32 points and 10 assists. Last night as well, the Thrazerbacks of Arkansas never let in their blowout loss at Ole Miss, 77-51. It was the fifth double-digit loss for, t- for Arkansas in conference play. Arkansas only made 17-51 of 51 shots from the field and had 14 turnovers. They'll host sixth-ranked Kentucky on Saturday. And Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh is leaving the school to be the next head coach for the L.A. Chargers, the team, amount, the team announced yesterday. Harbaugh's deal is worth five years. Harbaugh played for the Chargers for two seasons in 1999 and 2000. He hasn't coached in the NFL since 2014. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally uh, owned health challenge. plan. A few showers quickly moving north-northeast out of the area, but fog and drizzle will stick around for a while. We're going to be in the 40s this morning, this afternoon near 50, a little warmer to the south. And then tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, another storm system. This is going to bring some heavier downpours into part of the area for Friday night. Saturday morning, some leftover showers, blustery and colder on Saturday. From the Bob Mills Weather Center, I'm Nissan 6's Alan Crum. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always like hearing from you. Love to have you on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line as well at 918-262-5072. We now welcome to our hotline our Wednesday or Thursday, pardon me, Thursday guest and our OU insider, Ryan Aber from the Daily Oklahoman. And we're going to start by asking Ryan a question we asked just generally a while ago. It's a basketball question, Ryan. And we were talking about what's happening with, you know, what's happening with Mike Boyne at Oklahoma State and how Porter Moser is doing at Oklahoma. And the question is, realistically, for a program like, say, Oklahoma, since that's who you cover, how many years out of 10 seasons should they make an NCAA tournament to be considered a consider, you know, a viable, moving forward all the time program? What's your opinion? Oh, I, I think uh, for, for OU, probably 
six, six or seven. Uh, you know, they've generally done that. Um, obviously haven't uh, been able to make the tournament the last couple of years under Porter Moser, but obviously looks like they're headed back there uh, this year. So I think uh, for, for OU at least, that's the, uh, that's the target. Now, success once you get there is a little bit different mm-hmm. because uh, it's a little bit tougher to, to make a run and, and obviously be seated in a position to, to make a, uh, or to be expected to make a, a run. But uh, I think for OU, they can certainly make it more years than they don't. Yeah, and I, I think that is viable. I mean, I, I think five or six at least for schools like the Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. And, you know, there was a time when, you know, Billy Tubbs was going a lot, and, of course, Eddie was going all the time, and they were going deep into those tournaments. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, and today things are a little different. They can happen in a hurry and change quickly. But Porter's team has been good, and I, I agree with you. I think they're going back. But I was a little a bit of a head-scratcher against Texas. What in the world happened? Yeah, just a really a complete collapse there over the last 11 minutes to, to fall apart. You know, they, it was uh, uh, tied there with uh, about 12 minutes to go. And then uh, from there, 23-8, uh, to 8, Texas uh, finished. Obviously, uh, you know, Max Amos, who we know uh, so much about, uh, really hurt the Sooners. But also rebounding just killed them, lost 40-24 to 24 on the glass and uh, gave up. Uh, not a ton of second chance points, but a lot of opportunities uh, squandered for the Sooners, and and they've got to to figure out a way to turn that around quick. You know, after a big win at Cincinnati on Saturday, to to turn around and have that kind of uh, disappointing finish at home, especially when they could have sort of buried Texas in the Big 12 standings, was uh, really disappointing for Porter Moser and the Sooners. Yeah, and, and I mean, certainly every team has a one-off during the year. Did that kind of feel like that to you? Yeah, I think uh, certainly to this point. You know, we'll see how they respond again on uh, Saturday against a uh, really difficult Texas Tech team who's had a lot of success uh, recently. But it had had the feeling of just uh, just one of those games where nothing's just nothing goes right, and you've got to sort of flush it and move on. And they're going to have to flush it because uh, this this stretch that they've got coming up is probably their toughest of the season. It is. We're talking to Ryan Avery. He's our OU insider here on the Blitz 1170. It's 741. If you'd like to ask a question, you can at 918-262-5072. Bryce? Yeah, Ryan, you bring up Texas Tech, and they've been uh, on a pretty good hot streak. They've been a top uh, near the top of the Big 12. What, what do you see in that matchup this upcoming Saturday? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you, you look at Texas Tech and, and they're a team that's fairly balanced. You know, they've got, uh, what is it, uh, four guys averaging uh, better than nine points a game. They're, uh, they, they can spread the ball around a lot. They're going to get to the free throw line uh, a, a good amount, but, you know, they're also going to put teams at the free throw line a, a, a fairly good amount. Or, excuse me, they don't foul uh, a lot. Sorry, looking at the wrong number. Uh, they they don't foul a lot, so uh, o- OU's got to be aggressive at getting to the basket uh, and and making uh, making points there. They've been really good at scoring in the paint uh, all, all year, driving toward the bucket. They've got to do that and try to one get Texas Tech to foul a little bit more, but also take advantage of the fact that the Red Raiders don't foul a ton, and then uh, you know just uh, find a way to uh, slow down. Uh, guys like Pop Isaacs, who's averaging uh, almost 17 points a game. 
Ryan Aber, Daily Oklahoman with us, our OU Insider. I, I've got a question for you about the, the conference overall. You know, when Oklahoma and Texas were preparing to leave, we all thought, all right, that's a big loss in football, at least for the Sooners. And this year, Texas proved in basketball or in football they really were back. And who knows how long, but anyway, they were. In basketball, when those two leave, they're two really good programs. They haven't dominated the league, but they've been really good programs. You're going to add an Arizona who has got the potential to be really good. You are you have a BYU team already here that's ranked. You have a UCF team that's being hard to beat right now and it upset some people. A Cincinnati team that's really been difficult. A Houston team that's already good. And then you go ahead and you bring in Arizona State, and you bring in Colorado, and you bring in Utah, who has a great history. In your mind, next year, with OU Texas gone and those four coming in, is the Big 12 better or worse in college basketball? Oh, I, I think it's even better. And, and uh, you know, certainly Arizona's right there at the top of that yep. list, a, a college basketball blue blood uh, sort of by, uh, by any measure. And adding them and a couple other programs that have had some success, especially you mentioned Utah's history. Mm-hmm. Colorado has been good at times recently. So, yes, obviously OU and Texas have, have had a, a pretty good basketball tradition themselves. But I think this conference that's already uh, the, the best and deepest in college basketball gets uh, even better and deeper uh, next year. Who do you, of the, of the teams that have come in this year and the teams coming in next year, certainly you mentioned Arizona, but of that group, who do you put top of that group in the top, say, four? Oh, I think uh, I think you've got to put uh, Houston uh, right there at the top of the new the new ones that came in. Just the job that Kelvin Sampson has done down there building that program has just been unbelievable. With uh, the help of some some other OU former OU guys, Hollis Price obviously being a big part of that, and Kellen Sampson as well. Uh, you know, Arizona obviously uh, being a top ten team this year, the history and tradition that they have. Uh, it's been really good. And then, you know, after that, probably BYU and Utah, those two programs, uh, adding them for what BYU is now and what Utah has shown that they can be over a significant stretch of time. I think those are uh, four uh, really good additions. And, and, you know, we're not even talking about Cincinnati, who uh, has had had a, a ton of success as well. And I was going to ask, all right, of the of the teams in now, the BYU, we, certainly we knew Houston, Houston was going to be good, so let's put them aside. BYU, UCF, you know, as certainly are teams that we thought were going to be all right. Cincinnati has a great history and is now being difficult. But of those three, who in, in your mind is the biggest surprise right now? Oh, I think it's probably going to be UCF for, for uh, you know, the, the, the wins that they've had to beat Kansas and then obviously to beat Texas on the road, uh, you know, really big, uh, big results for them, uh, uh, you know, especially to build some momentum starting off in the big 12. And I think they were one that maybe people thought would, uh, would be at the, the bottom or near the bottom of the, the big 12 standings. That hasn't proved to be the case, although there's got a, a lot of shaking out to do there. But uh, I think to me, to this point, they've been the biggest surprise to be able to, to go three and three with the kind of six game schedule that they had to start this league. Uh, I don't know that they could have asked for much better. Considering who they beat, as a matter of fact, yeah, there's no doubt. All right. So, yeah, we are in the final moments here with Ryan Aber, our OU insider. Have you been by Love Field lately, and how's the softball complex coming along? Yeah, I actually drove by there uh, yesterday. Didn't get a, a big, uh, deep look at it. Was uh, down there interviewing some gymnasts and uh, they're under construction as well. But uh, looking 
uh, like it's right on track. I talked to Joe Castiglione uh, a couple weeks ago before I uh, left for a week about uh, the progress there, and he seemed cautiously optimistic that uh, the opening would happen uh, as scheduled uh, there in early March, uh, that uh, things were right on, on track to, to be there. There was a lot of question when they first started the construction and, and breaking ground that would they be able to uh, meet that deadline, but it looks like it's going to take a lot of work. They're going to be working around the clock. There's a lot of late-night work going on, especially on when it's not uh, rainy and wet. Uh, to try to get that finished, but uh, they they feel pretty good about the chances to uh, get that done by that March 1st uh, game against Miami of Ohio that'll be the opener. Yeah, well, when Joe C. said it will be done, then it will be done. That's like having Yoda Yoda say it'll be done. I can promise you that. Any news out of football lately that you want to get into? Yeah, I think, you know, it's sort of been, been quiet after Zach Alley. You know, you made a run at a couple of uh, Alabama and Washington players. It hasn't quite landed any of those guys yet, at least. There's a couple of uh, outstanding chances, especially on the offensive line, an area that they really feel like they need to add another piece or two, especially after uh, you know losing out on the herd kid who uh, wound up at Tennessee. But you know, fairly quiet, other than just a, a lot of 2024 uh, recruiting, or uh, that's 2025 recruiting at this point that's uh, going on. A lot of new offers going out. So what are you writing for the Oklahoma in the next couple of days? Yeah, writing uh, you know a couple things. One, on uh, OU's gymnastics that I talked about, they're, uh, they, they're open their home schedule on uh, Friday against Denver, a team that they've already beaten a couple times. They've had a really – got off to a really big start. also talked to some folks on the men's side where they're – number one in the country as well after a disappointing finish uh, last year. And then honestly, uh, just trying to figure out what all I'm doing after coming off a week of vacation. So uh, uh, we'll see, but I'll probably <laughs> be out at a lot of, uh, lot of gymnastics and basketball over the next couple of days. Uh, and there's a, some, some really critical games for both mm-hmm. the men's and the women's side. And then obviously, uh, like I said, women's gymnastics uh, getting their home schedule underway there at LNC uh, tomorrow night. LNC was rocking for that Texas game, and I know Porter worked his tail off to get it that way. Let's hope he can get him back out there. It really has been kind of a nice turnaround student-wise, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. I think he's done a really good job of building that the right way. Obviously, offering the uh, cheaper beer has helped to uh, (laughs) get a few people out, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I think... With the arena that they have right now, it's really hard to generate a big-time environment, and I think he's done as well as it could have been hoped to, to do that. It was rocking for the Iowa State game. We saw what it looked like for the Texas game, and we'll see if it's that way uh, on Saturday against Texas Tech. Ryan, always great visiting with you. I hope you enjoyed your vacation, and we'll get into it again next week and see where we're going. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank, thank you for having me on, as always. You bet. Ryan Avery, Daily Oklahoma, and you can find his stuff right there at the Daily Oklahoma. And if you don't have a subscription online, I do. Uh, it uh, You're going to find great stuff down there. 750 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We have a text line open at 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Got a story here that I think is pretty interesting. We've heard a lot of coaches say lately, and I can't remember who it was. Who was it that first said, Look, it's going to be a million in NIL to get a top-level quarterback. 
I oh, can't gosh. remember who that was. Yeah. Okay. Exactly but, what the quote you're talking about. Yeah, but but it, it wasn't that long ago. And we've now heard others weigh in. Well, I'm interested in this one because of the demeanor of this dude. Kyle Whittingham from Utah has now weighed in on what he believes it takes to have a top-level roster in college football. I'll get you that number coming up here on the Blitz 1170. 7.51 right here. He's Bryce. I'm Rick, and this is the Blitz. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls lost a heartbreaker to Cincinnati 58-56 after a steal and layup in the final seconds for the Bearcats sealed the deal. The Cowgirls shot just 34% from the field. True freshman Staley Hurd led all scorers with 14 points and 11 rebounds, her second career double-double. The Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset 10th-ranked Texas in Austin 91-87. Lexi Keys had 15 points for the Sooners. OU had just nine turnovers, half their season average. They'll host KU Saturday at 6 o'clock. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane women's team has emerged as a serious AAC title contender after their 70-65 victory over Rice. Tulsa saw a 19-point lead disappear, but were able to hold on. Delaney Crawford scored 26 for the Golden Hurricane. Tamira Poindexter added 22 and 8 rebounds. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.